Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is 7 News with Katrina Blowers. Good morning. A new record in the number of COVID-19 cases is expected in Victoria today, with confirmed infections anticipated to be above 400. Tegan Dolling is in Melbourne. Tegan, we are standing by to hear from Premier Andrews, but despite the lockdown, the case numbers are expected to keep getting worse. That's right, Katrina. We're bracing for a record number of cases today. As you said, Premier Daniel Andrews is expected to start talking in his daily press conference any minute now. But 7 News has been told that the daily number of cases we're expecting today is at 428. Now, that is a record number. Authorities had been hoping that we would start to see some sort of levelling out with these numbers, but it just seems to keep growing. There was 317 cases recorded in Victoria yesterday. Today. So it sounds like more bad news on the way for Victorians and it's also likely that we will uh, in the next couple of days start to see some of these tougher restrictions, the stage four restrictions. They're seeming more and more likely unfortunately and that's just after we cleared uh, the first week of stage three restrictions for Greater oh, Melbourne. Now worryingly more than 100 healthcare workers across Victoria have since fallen ill to COVID-19 and that's placed a huge strain on our hospitals, some of which today have actually banned uh, patients from having any visitors as they try to get this COVID situation under control. And just lastly, Katrina, one of the public housing towers that has been in complete lockdown for the last two weeks, that are likely to spend their last night under uh, police guard tonight. But we know that this situation in Victoria is changing by the day, if not by the hour. Katrina? All right, thank you for the update, Tegan Dolling. Well, New South Wales remains on high alert this morning with tracing detectives racing to stop the spread. Let's go to Marley Hogan from Sydney. And Marley, just eight new cases there this morning, but the Premier remains worried, announcing new restrictions to clamp down on crowds. 
Yeah, good morning, Katrina. We just heard from the New South Wales Premier who has announced that restrictions will be tightening and that is to try and control uh, large gatherings. This is what will change. Pubs, clubs, restaurants and cafes will have capacity limits of 300 people and they'll only be allowed to take bookings of groups of 10. Weddings and corporate events will be capped at 150 people and funerals and places of worship will only be allowed 100 people. Now, it is important to note that those numbers are the maximum capacity the one person per four square metre rule applies to all of those. Now, in the home, 20 people are still allowed to come over, but the health advice is recommending just 10. Now, those new restrictions will start next Friday to allow businesses time to get used to the changes, except for pubs. Those rules started last night. Let's have a listen to the Premier on why these changes are coming into place. We remain concerned about the underlying community transmission that could be bubbling away. And in response, we ask all of our citizens to think carefully about their activity. And Mali, police will be enforcing those new restrictions this weekend. Katrina, the police commissioner has sent a video message to the force telling them that it's time to stop using discretion and start handing out tickets. It comes after last weekend. We saw pictures on social media of people breaching the public health orders, welcoming hundreds of people into their homes. Let's have a listen to the police minister on those breaches. They know full well what's at risk here and, and if we have to go back into uh, lockdown and have to close the hotels and cafes and restaurants again, a lot of them, particularly in regional New South Wales, just won't survive. As you mentioned, Katrina, eight new cases in New South Wales in the last reporting period. It does bring the cluster here to 42 cases linked to the Crossroads Hotel. Now, 3,000 people have been tested at these pop-up clinics in southwestern Sydney, but health, the health authorities are still asking people to come forward and get that test and help stop the spread. Katrina? Great advice. Thank you, Miley. A temporary wall has been erected on the Queensland-New South Wales border at Coolangatta. It comes as police crack down on people trying to sneak over the border to avoid COVID restrictions. Bianca Stone has more. It's been dubbed the Great Wall of Coolangatta and this is it. These bright orange water-filled barricades. They run 700 metres up Dixon Street. On this side is New South Wales. We're on the Queensland side. Now, Queensland police asked for this barricade to be put in place because people were rat-running between the back streets of Coolangatta, effectively sneaking into Queensland, avoiding those barricades. So they wanted something more solid so they would be funnelled through those border checkpoints. We know there's been a lot of congestion at the border checkpoints ever since those two hotspots were declared in New South Wales, meaning Queensland police had to pull everyone over that had Victorian or New South Wales number plates. A new system, a new border declaration pass has come into play from midday yesterday. Police are hoping that will help them to get people through those border checkpoints more efficiently. Multi-million dollar homes are in danger of falling into the ocean along the New South Wales central coast this morning as waves wash away the beach. The race is now on to shore them up. Andrew Denny reports. Well, big surf whipped up by that east coast low has been hammering beaches along the central coast all week. And now here at Womberall, it's put dozens of homes under threat. 
These luxury seaside houses along Ocean View Drive have had their backyards eaten away. The worst of it happened at high tide late yesterday as large waves swallowed up entire sections of beach and dunes, undercutting homes to the point some are threatening to collapse. Overnight, a crane was brought in to drop heavy concrete blocks at the base of one home worst impacted and that seems to have worked to stop the erosion, at least for now. For many homeowners here, it obviously has been a sleepless night. Within the space of about half an hour, we saw immense damage happening down the coast here, in particular this house next door, which lost about two metres of land, just dropped down. Unbelievable. Now, engineers and builders are on site trying to figure out the best way to shore up these homes before the next high tide hits later today. It's just something I've never seen before in my lifetime of living here my um, whole life, that rock platform and the damage. Um, apparently in the 70s it was um, pretty bad, but I feel bad for the owners here. Now the most frustrating part for many locals here is that they say they've been lobbying local council for years to build a seawall here, but that has been knocked back. For now, they're hoping the worst of it is over. The Prime Minister says cash grants to lure Hollywood productions to Australia will benefit the local film industry. Let's go live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, he's unveiling $400 million to entice major studios. Yes, hoping to encourage big budget productions to come to Australia, creating some 8,000 jobs a year in the local film industry, attracting 10 major productions so far, including the latest Thor film with Chris Hemsworth and Godzilla vs Kong. Filming could start before borders reopen as workers can receive an exemption to come to Australia, but it's more likely to take effect once international travel resumes. Scott Morrison says Australia should take advantage of its relative success in managing coronavirus cases compared with other countries. Australia has done so well. Remember, seven states and territories are still in a very, very good situation. And that has been noticed around the world. And we're seen as a place uh, that can handle these issues. And we are. And that is a, an opportunity for us to attract these more of these productions. Hoping this can reduce unemployment with the official jobless rate rising to 7.4% in June, with nearly 1 million Australians now unemployed. Though that doesn't include those on JobKeeper, so the effective unemployment rate is even higher, but falling. Scott Morrison confirming it was 13.9% in May. It has dropped to 11.3% in June. He's reaffirmed there will be income support beyond September when JobKeeper ends for everyone who needs it, based on the impact on their business and their workers with the details to be announced on Thursday. All right, thank you. Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Investigators have spent the night examining a park in Melbourne after police shot dead a man as he unleashed a violent attack on a woman. It is now being confirmed the man was attacking his own mother. Paul Dowsley reports. Katrina, this is where Gabrielle Messo has lived for about the past three and a half weeks and over the road is yesterday afternoon where he tried to stab and kill his mother. In turn, police shot him dead. Bystanders who watched this attack happen made a series of triple zero calls about 3.30 yesterday afternoon. Within six minutes, officers were here. In one confronting video that's been posted on social media, an officer is seen running towards the attacker and shouting at him. 13 seconds later, two shots ring out. Gabriel stands up and then the officer fires a third shot. 
He died at the scene and his mum, Lilla, suffered critical injuries. Gabrielle was renting a room in the house. It's owned by the next door neighbours. I heard a cop car speeding past me. As I approached the corner of Lenake and Katrina, the passenger cop just got out and sort of ran towards the field. He really registered to me that was someone on the field, so there's already bystanders there. And then I just, when the guy approached him, he was just already erratic, just screaming. Senior police say the officers had no choice and simply did what they were trained to do, and that is preserve human life. Gabriel's housemate described his temperament as erratic and short-tempered, said he was angry, even with his mum, even though she did cooking for him and cleaning for him and even paid his rent. A man is under police guard in hospital accused of stabbing a building manager to death at an apartment block in the inner Sydney suburb of Piermont yesterday morning. 44-year-old Mohammed Bashir Zuhir was attacked in the lift of the apartment building. It's alleged this man, Jawad Jawad, is responsible. He was a security guard working an overnight shift at the building. He allegedly fled the scene but was arrested last night at Parramatta. It's expected he'll be charged when he's released from hospital. Britain, the United States and Canada have accused Russia of trying to steal information from researchers seeking a COVID-19 vaccine. The three nations allege a hacking group is attacking academic institutions. Hugh Whitfeld has more. British spy chiefs say Russia's alleged actions in this case are despicable. The claim is that labs and universities in the UK, US and Canada are being targeted by Russian hackers from a group known as the Dukes or Cozy Bear. They are the same group that targeted the US Democratic Party in the run-up to the 2016 US election with ties to the Russian intelligence community, the Kremlin and ultimately Vladimir Putin. They're not going in to disrupt, but in this case they're going in to steal intellectual property and research using malware to try and get ahead in the global race for a vaccine. Russia says the claims are baseless, but we do know that this week Moscow announced plans to produce 200 million doses of an experimental vaccine, planning to sell more than half of them to other countries, only fueling speculation as to where they're getting the research from. On top of all of that, the UK says Russia interfered in the 2019 British election, not by hacking, but by amplifying online already leaked documents damaging to Boris Johnson and the Conservatives. The claim is they were doing that to try and get Jeremy Corbyn and Labor elected. A lost Australian has ended up in police custody in Florida. Officers were called after a kangaroo was spotted on the hop along suburban streets in Fort Lauderdale. Police surrounded the animal and, as body cam video shows, the strong arm of the law managed to put a lead around the Big Red's neck. He was then bundled into a patrol car. He'd escaped from his owner, but he may be moved to a more secure home. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is right now addressing the media on the state's coronavirus crisis. Let's take a listen. Everyone right to go? Thanks very much for joining us. We have 5,165 cases of coronavirus in Victoria. That is 428 new cases since we last updated you. 57 of those are connected to known outbreaks, one from quarantine, and 370 of those cases are under investigation by our public health team. Uh, I'm very sad to have to inform you that there have been three uh, further deaths, bringing the total number of 
uh, fatalities, total number of lives lost to this virus to 32 uh, since yesterday. So uh, the details of those individuals, there's one gentleman in his 80s, one gentleman in his 70s and a woman in her 80s. Uh, I can offer no further information about those three tragedies, but uh, we send our best wishes and our, our thoughts and prayers to their families. This will be a particularly challenging and very, very sad time for them. Uh, if any further information can be provided, uh, then that would be a feature, I think, of the Chief, Chief Health Officer's media release later in the day. 122 Victorians are in hospital, 31 of those are receiving intensive care. Yesterday we had 24,409 tests, which is, again, a very impressive number. Very, very grateful to every Victorian who's coming forward, even with the mildest of symptoms, to get tested, as I've said so many times, but I'll keep on saying it because it is so important. That gives us the, the data, the certainty about where this virus is presenting, how it's moving through the community, and with those results, uh, we can uh, trace people, make sure that people are isolating at home, make sure that people are limiting their contact with others, uh, and also, uh, through those positive results uh, and networks of close contacts, we can potentially provide care and uh, medical intervention earlier than would otherwise be the case, and that can be the difference in terms of uh, just how serious just how serious the disease presents and just how serious the health consequences are for those involved. That brings our total testing to 1,250,408 tests since January 1. Again, one of the highest testing rates anywhere in the world. Uh, I, I want to appeal to every single Victorian, uh, if you have symptoms, even mild symptoms, please come forward and get tested. It's a relatively quick process. Uh, it's a simple thing in many respects, but it makes a massive difference to our collective fight against this enemy, against this virus. That intelligence, that information, that data allows us to, uh, to really respond uh, the only way we can, and that is to isolate people who have the virus, limit the number of people that they come into contact with, and therefore limit the spread of this virus. We'll leave it there. That's Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews saying there's 420 new cases in Victoria. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.